Hey, plenty of sunshine, fair weather, dry conditions, somewhat low humidity. It's warm, but tolerable, and the highs go somewhere to the mid-80s today. Drops to lows tonight, 60s. And then tomorrow, it's sunshine to partly sunny the afternoon in the mid-80s. Count on the middle to upper 80s, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Partly cloudy Friday, mostly sunny Saturday, Sunday. Dry weather through early next week. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Rico's Tires and Wheels offers quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Rico's Tires and Wheels, just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Rico's Tires and Wheels, quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Daylight savings time is over. I know there are people who are big daylight savings fans, of which I am certainly one, and the people who wish that we never had it. So um, to each his own, but um, yikes, coming up soon. (laughs) I'm a light person, so um, it's ticking off, and I know it's coming. 5569696 is the number. We always start the show, it seems like, by not talking about food, and then I invite you to talk about food, which is exactly what I'm going to do now. We talk about food, as Tom has done for 33 years. It's the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show, after all. He is with us only in uh, spirit and on the um, bumpers now. But I do like those bumpers, and we will keep them forever. Today is National Seafood Chowder Day. We're not big chowder fans here. I'm going to ask Patty the inevitable question, but first I want to mention that at 3 o'clock we have our friend Stan Meadows calling. He's probably still in Florida. I don't know where he is. I I never have him tell me where he is until he arrives on the scene. So at 3 o'clock we will find out what he's been up to this last week. I hope he did get to do what he said he was going to do last week. He always does if he can, but sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. And he was looking to um, find the old places down in the panhandle of Florida. So um, those kind of institution places like the one he was talking about, which I've already forgotten, but I'll have to ask him again because it was a really cool place. What was the name of that place, Patty? Do you remember? No, I don't. I, it was but like I do remember. Nineteen oh three or yeah. something. It was like almost like a wild west place, but in Florida. So he manages to find the good ones. I was always intrigued with his reports from Las Vegas last year, when he decided to follow some gangster trail, and to look for places that had the best um, shrimp cocktail because he had discovered that shrimp cocktail was uh, started actually in Las Vegas. And so um, he has these fun little projects that he assigns himself and we just go along for the ride. So we'll see what he's been up to this week. 
it was always it's always fun. Who's on hold? Victor. Victor. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to Victor. Hi, Victor. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing fine. Look, I uh, dined at Oxlot n- number nine the last week it was open. Yeah. Have you heard anything more about it? I'm heartbroken or... on a number of levels. Heart- yes. Um, so Oxlot nine was one of our very favorites. And Mary Lee always says, boy, that one hit you hard. It really, really did. And it hit me even harder to find out what its replacement is going to be, which is, uh, according to a rumor on this show, and I think it's probably not a rumor, I think it's probably true because it happens uh, quite frequently when a restaurant leaves the scene, it is replaced by a uh, new concept in the Too Many Concept uh, company uh, creole cuisine okay yeah see um when i was there the last day um it was the saturday before the hurricane we were at or i was at oxlot tom decided not to go and i was talking to amy hansel who was the proprietor with her husband jeff of oxlot and she said that John Besh was in there a few days before, and I was super excited thinking that Besh would be taking that space over. But apparently there were quite a number of people that were in there looking and negotiating with the hotel, and the hotel probably decided that Creole Cuisine was going to give them the best deal. And I'm sure that's true because it's a massive company. And, I mean, the, the reasons that they parted company with the Hansels was that the Southern Hotel decided it was time to be an actual hotel in terms of a hotel that offers its guests breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is not something the Hansels ever wanted to do. And I was really surprised that the hotel went for their arrangement from the very beginning. But now that the hotel is a highly desired property... Uh, it's time to get real, and so they are wanting a breakfast, lunch, and dinner thing. Yeah, that's so, what they told me, too. Yeah, so the Creole Cuisine Group, you know, that's a massive company. They are probably in the best shape to do that of anyone bidding for that space. And so there we are, you know. And, and that's not a slam against Creole Cuisine. I think they operate really good restaurants. And in fact, I've said this many times before. If you are coming into New Orleans and wandering around the French Quarter and walking into a restaurant completely free of any kind of guidance at all, and it happens to be a Creole cuisine property, you are going to get a pretty darn true and good representation of this cuisine. I, I really do believe that. I think they do a good job for what they are. But I just don't like so many restaurants coming out of the same tree trunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and so I, I am really, really partial to the Southern Hotel. I absolutely adore the place. I adore downtown Covington. I'm frankly not 
on the same page as the hotel. I don't like all these people coming to Covington, but I mean, I'm happy for them that they're doing so well. So it's just a fact of life, you know? Uh, and I guess that this is just an inevitable evolution. So I'm sure the Creole Cuisine Group is gonna do a very nice job. They do do a nice job. But I but feel the like other there's... proprietors didn't want to take not, on some other spot. Not oh yeah okay. So the answer to that question is, you know, it's tough right now to be a restaurant. It's tough to be anything right now because nobody wants to work, and mm -hmm. so um, that's why supply chains are messed up. That's why Nicole has something new to say every Thursday because. You know, you can't get this, you can't get that because the supply chain is broken somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, it's hard to get people to show up for work in your restaurant. And so why in the world would anybody, especially a small operator like the Hansels, take that risk? I mean, it's, yeah, it's really I, I, hard. I see the point. So they, it's, it's not that the door is closed because they have a place in Mississippi both a restaurant and a home, and they have a place here, a home, not a restaurant any longer, and it's on the table for some future consideration is how we ended the conversation. And okay. it's a pity, because well. I don't want to drive all the way to Bay St. Louis to eat their food. I'm absolutely enthralled with what is put in front of me from the Hansels, but you know, uh, just, well, we came from the South Shore just to just to have an opportunity to eat there. What is yeah. the name of that restaurant in, in Bay St. Louis? It's Thorny Oyster. It is also in a boutique hotel. It's oh, I have that. That's already in my contacts. I, I wanted to pay a visit there. Yes, you absolutely should. It's called the Pearl. It's right on the beach, and it is. Uh, it's it's a it's another gorgeous space with terrific food. It is. It's. It's. I mm -hmm. definitely recommend it. Okay, I love one, the one Hansels. Last... I'm a huge fan of their food, and I hope that they turn up somewhere in my neck of the woods. Uh, but I will go to Bay St. Louis to eat their food, and I, I recommend that anybody else does too. Yeah, I'm. I'm I can on paying a visit there myself anyway. I just wanted to are report you, on the uh, on... Cafe de Gas. That place uh -huh. is really good. It is Cafe good. de Gas. We went good. two Saturdays ago. We're coming going back this Saturday. It's good. Now, let me ask you this. Since you were willing to come from the South Shore to the North Shore to eat, have you tried these other places because they're also worth a trip? Pat Gallagher's Rest a While, right on the lakefront, is definitely I've been to that. I've been to Pat Gallagher's, but not, not that location, no. No, Rest a While is the seafood operation. It's a very cool place. It's a terrific reuse of an old building. And by old, I mean 1800s. It was, um, it was a girls' camp and a uh, camp for unwed mothers back in the 20s. And they wow. picked up the remaining... They picked up the remaining buildings because it was a huge tract of land with a main building in front and then a lot of cabins in the back. And over the years with the hurricanes, most of them didn't make it, but there were three that did. And they took those buildings and moved them up to the front. And one is a private 
space, a private party space. One is a bar and one is a, uh, a restroom. From 1920, 19, uh, 1850, 1870, and 1920. And it's on, this, it's on these pilings where they say 100 years of hurricanes and we'll still be here. And that was true of Ida. So uh, it, I highly recommend it. It's Pat Gallagher's delicious food in a much more casual atmosphere in a really historic building. It's cool. It's worth a trip for sure. Yeah, I'll take, you, I'll take that suggested to heart. Yeah, we have Chifunctas over here, which is another definitely worth the trip place, and the Anchor, which is downstairs. So we have some good eating over here if you're, I mean, I used to do that when I lived on the South Shore. I would drive over here just for a drive. So it's absolutely worth it. I'm glad you enjoyed okay. Oxlot. I'm sorry it's gone, but try those other ones, okay? All right. Thank you, Mary. Take care, Victor. Appreciate right, five, it. Bye-bye. is the number. We'll be back after these messages. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. I get misty just holding your hand. Ah, uh, yes, the melodious sounds of Tom Fitzmorris. We have Stan Meadows coming up at 3 o'clock, but I'd like to talk to you between now and then, 5569696. All right, Patty, do you eat clam chowder? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why do I even, I mean, I asked just because it's a fun little shtick now, yes. but I already know the answer ahead of time. Okay, so what about just like general seafood chowder? Well, I love corn and, you know, you, I've seen corn and crab bisque, corn and right. crab soup, corn and crab okay. chowder, and right. I think they're all the same thing. Okay, I think a chowder tends to be thicker, and a chowder usually has potatoes in it, although I've seen potatoes in a bisque as well. Yeah. The um, seafood chowder or clam chowder is definitely a unique thing. It's absolutely a unique thing. Um, but the bisque is good. Don't you like Don't you like seafood bisques? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. I think, um, I don't know, there's something... Um, Weird. There's something <laughs> <laughs> pasty, I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. Pasty about uh, white chowders. I agree. I mean, I, I like white soups like a, a creamy potato soup. Mm -hmm. And a chowder does have a lot of potatoes in it. And a clam chowder is, it's okay. It's okay. But I'm not a clam uh, fan. I, I find it sort of a chewy thing. Do you eat lobster? Uh, I, I will. It, it's not, it, it's actually not one of my absolute favorites. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I've eaten it, you know. Okay. Okay. I find Patty? it chewy, too. It's exactly, we are exactly, 
I will eat it. I have eaten it. I will eat it and enjoy it. I don't know yes. if you've ever had the lobster dumplings at GW Finn's. No. But it's delicioso. Um, and it's it's mainly the you know the flavor and the sauce, but um, and and a lobster right out of the water in Maine can be really good. It's not chewy. I think that the meat, the further it is from the water, I think the meat starts to tighten in a way that, you know, is not um, it's not appealing and it gets chewier. Five five six nine six nine six. Today is National Seafood Chowder Day in the Northeast. This means clam chowder so widely available in restaurants that with the New England sound, it's known as cup of chowder. Here in New Orleans, we don't have good clams, despite millions of them in Lake Pontchartrain. So when we make chowder, it's usually with leftover fish and shrimp and crab meat. Tom likes it and thinks it's an underutilized idea because it's good and contrasts with gumbo, bouillabaisse, and bisques. A chowder contains, in addition to seafood, three essential ingredients, potatoes, bacon, or something like bacon pork cracklins, for example. <gasps> I just thought of something. The pancetta Oh, grease. there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. The pancetta grease in the refrigerator could be the, the start of something good. Fish stock or something like fish stock. Tom makes his, he's, I don't know that he's ever made it, with oyster water, which he gets from friends in oyster, the oyster business. The rest is easy. The recipe is in today's newsletter. When he finds himself in New England, he eats clam chowder at almost every meal. That is true. Uh, it's made very thick there. One cookbook says it should be almost as solid as mashed potatoes. Ugh. Uh, nor does he like very mild seasoning that you find in New England chowder. That's probably that Old Bay stuff. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> kind of. Is that what you're going to Kind of. The Old Bay. Get off the Old Bay, people. Yeah. It's not that good. It's not good. Anyway. We got um, Michael 75. Um, he probably wants okay. to talk about do chowder. He does or he doesn't? I don't know. All he right, asked me if I, if I knew Bob Dylan, so I don't know where he's going. <laughs> One never knows where he's going. No. Hello, Michael75. We're, wait, we're waiting with bated breath to see where you're Hello going there. today. Hi. Hey, look, uh, first of all, the Mission Figs from California are in at, at Whole Food. It's a rare okay. event. You better get them quick okay. before they sell out. Okay. So yes. I, I am being forced to Sorry? go to Whole, Fig, uh, to Whole Foods. The Whole Foods on Veterans, the home I'm of all kinds of great stuff. I'm not one of the Whole stuff. Foods on Veterans. I have one over here, but I will go and check out. I need yeah. some figs. I have to try the figs. I've been to the one over there. It's not that great. <laughs> well, anyway. Michael, I'm not going to make a special trip across the lake to go to Whole Foods. Trader well, Joe's, have... yes, not Whole Foods. Go ahead. What? In the rare event they have the emission figs over there, buy them. They're great. Anyway, yesterday you were talking about um, uh, breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Mm -hmm. Very briefly, yes. Uh -huh. And, of course, I was banned from uh, the, with your second call, Rube, from uh, replying to that. So today, um, uh, as soon as you said that, I thought of the best pancakes in the history of man. They were at breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> 
And I went. We used to go there all the time. Went to Mr. Khan, the owner. I said, I have a great idea for you, commercial idea. Yeah, what is it? He said. I said, we're going to get a um, Audrey Hepburn lookalike, and this is what the commercial is going to be. Moon Rivers, Moon Rivers, going to be playing in the background. Uh-huh. The Audrey Hepburn lookalike wanders to a big plate glass window. Uh, like at Tiffany's, you know, and she looks in and they're making the best pancakes in history. And in uh, uh, Moon River playing in the background, it's breakfast at Tiffany's. You know, I want to throw up when I say this, but I like that. Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> anyway, I got a tip from a friend of mine at breakfast this morning. Stella, the, the new uh, pizzeria. Stella, uh, it's on um, Clearview. And uh, West Esplanade. Okay. Clearview Supposed West to have r- real good calzones and pizza. I'm going to try it out. Is that, it, it, there was a pizza, wait, West Esplanade, you said? West Esplanade. West Esplanade and Clearview, yeah. Okay, West Esplanade and Clearview. What is that? Where would that I'll be? I'll report on that. Okay. Good idea. Oh, while you're okay. hey, while you're in that neighborhood, would you swing by and see if poor Mr. Ed ever got his fried chicken place open? <laughs> Wait, he has a fried chicken place there? Well, no, he doesn't. He has one waiting for again employees. And as a matter of fact, someone even told me this when I called <laughs> up. I said, I said, when are you all opening? Uh, the, the fried chicken place. This was like five months ago. And they said, whenever we can find somebody to work, you know anybody? I swear that's what they said. Well, uh, so, someone went to well, someone went to his one of his places for fried chicken about a week or so ago at, at a party I was at, and they said the, they gave it a thumbs down. Mm. Well, he's got a place called Mr. Ed's Southern Fried Chicken that's on, um, I want to say maybe... Edenborn and West Esplanade that is in a coming soon holding pattern. Uh, the chairs are there. They're they're up on the tables and nothing is happening. By the way, Mr. Khan at uh, Tiffin Inn, he didn't listen to me like a lot of people who don't listen to me. He, he went bankrupt. So anyway. Wait, did he? Is that what happened? No, I don't, I know. he just no, got out the business. I don't think so. I think he just closed it. Right. No, he was Tom, great. I love that place. I don't think Tom ever went into Tiffin Inn. He used to slam it. I don't know that he ever went in there. <laughs> anyway, it was go ahead. Any, anyway, uh, the uh, the little fishing village uh, south of New Orleans, is, is it called Delacroix? Yes, Delacroix, I think. Uh, uh, Del- Delacroix? Yeah, uh huh. I thought it was Delacroix. People here pronounce well, it Delacroix. Well, whatever. Okay, Delacroix. Anyway, uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, Robert Zimmerman's his real name. Um, one of his great songs called "Tangled Up in Blue." Has Patty ever heard of that? Patty? Oh yeah, I've heard that. Okay, one of the lines in there says, "I went down in New Orleans where I was employed on a fishing boat down in Delacroix." Yeah, it does. It sure does. Okay. Anyway. Right. It- but anyway, the, the 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 great painter Delacroix is the correct way to pronounce it. Yeah, uh, the French painter. He, he he painted all kinds of great stuff. Okay. Okay, that's that's the tips for the day. Mission figs and Moon River and Stella. Mission 
figs. I'm gonna go. I'm on a mission to get me some figs. I'm gonna do that, and I, I, I will go only as far as the one here, and I uh, hope that they have it because I really do want to try figs. I want to put some yeah. balsamic vinegar on figs and roast it in the oven good. and oh, see that's how good. I feel. That's good stuff. Yeah. 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 Good. Okay. okay. Have a good day. All right, take care. The only figs, I know this won't surprise anyone, but the only figs I ever got close to eating were fig newtons in the house of my origin. And it left a, not a bad taste, but a eh kind of taste about figs. But I'm, I'm mesmerized watching them do their figs in you guessed it, Bobby and Jada, and I have to, I have to get some figs and try it, like figs with some really good Parmigiana and some balsamic vinegar. And I'm gonna, this will be my truly exotic food experiment for probably the year. <laughs> and then I'm going back to stuffing the carrots in the cavity of the chicken <laughs> and putting it in the oven. What can I say? Listen, I've got cover now because I've got a cookbook sitting on my nightstand that isn't any better than that. And this is from a famous New York Times bestseller guy who worked in one of the most famous restaurants in the United States. So we all have our comfort zone and I'm not going to be embarrassed by mine anymore. Five five six nine six nine six clam chowder would not be in it, although I have had clam chowder. Honestly, as I hear Tom describing the chowder, I'm thinking a good old creamy potato soup, missing the clams altogether with some cheddar cheese and green onions on top seems like a much better idea, I think. Anyway. It does. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. It's time now from the Louisiana Radio Network News. And it is two thirty. We'll be back with Stan Meadows at three. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Dave Brandon. As recovery efforts continue in Lafouche Parish after Hurricane Ida, Sheriff Spokesman Brennan Mathern says things are getting better for some, while others are still struggling with little things that are piling up. That includes educational needs. We have uh, people back in school in the north and central areas, but the south area won't go back to school for another couple of weeks. Um, you know, so, so those students are still in limbo, and they've already been out of school five and a half weeks. Sixteen hospitals in the state that deliver babies have met new standards designed to improve the state's poor maternal death rate. Medical Director of the Louisiana Perinatal Quality Collaborative, Dr. Veronica Gillespie-Bell, says they are working to reduce maternal death rates in which hypertension and hemorrhage are the leading causes. Gillespie-Bell says they began with 31 hospitals and have grown to 42, and they've seen a 35% reduction in adverse outcomes. This designation just acknowledges those hospitals that have go gone above and beyond in implementing those, those procedures. LRN. It's been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action 
action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use code LA Sports. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code LA Sports to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code LA Sports. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Bummed out there's no music festivals again this year? Well, you don't have to be because Fallberg Private Wealth and AOS Interiors have partnered with the Funky Uncle to present a Funky Uncle Jazz Fest. The Funky Uncle Jazz Fest series will take place at Voodoo 2 Lounge at 330 Carondelet Street in the CBD on October 8th and 9th, and then again the following weekend on October 14th through the 16th. On October 8th, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award recipient Leo Nocentelli of The Meters performs with special guests Big Chief Donald Harrison, Big Sam, Jamal Batiste, Bill the Buddha Dickens, Elise Testone, Stephen Paraloo, Albert Margolis and Dem Two Little Things. On October 9th, it's Jason Neville's Funky Soul Band with Big Chief John of the original Wild Chapatulas. For tickets and more information, go to www.funkyuncle.live so you can come get funky with us safely until the festivals return. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. I did dance with Tom not long ago. <clears throat> Actually, twice. I think I danced with him once in the hospital, and I danced with him once at that wedding, but that was only for like two or three minutes. Deaf Dining Rule number 860, and boy, is this true. No matter what anybody tells you, New England clam chowder is incomparably better than the tomato-based Manhattan clam chowder. Yeah, think about that for a second. Milk and tomatoes and clams. Oh, man. I don't think so. 5569696 is the number. Today, the words to drink by are from Dr. John Harvey Kellogg who was actually the brother of the cereal magnate and a health nut, which a cereal magnate could never be. A man who lives on pork, fine flour bread, rich pies and cakes and condiments, drinks tea and coffee and uses tobacco might as well try to fly as to be chased in thought. Well, you know what? I can't imagine um, why those things are absolutely connected, but honestly, it sounds like whoever that man is just has a pretty nice life. I mean, you know, those are all harmless enough things. I mean, except the tobacco, but, you know, harmless enough and pleasurable enough, that's for sure. Words to eat by today are about clam chowder from a guy named Louis DeGooey. <laughs> Boy, that fits. I think. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that fits. You know, what's funny is that I'm sure, okay, you know how, you know how people whose names are G-U-Y mm -hmm. were pronounced guy 
back in our day, but now it's ghee. Do you know yeah. that? I mean, yep. I'm sure you know that, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's ghee. And so I don't know if this person who was a chef, a French chef and cookbook author of the early 1900s pronounced his name. I would say if my last name was Degui, that I surely wouldn't be Louis. I'd be <laughs> Louis P. Degui. But, you know, you never know. I mean, we'll, we'll, ne- we'll never know no, how he we went. Won't. Yes. Clam chowder is one of those subjects like politics or religion that can never be discussed lightly. Bring it up even incidentally and all the innumerable factions of the clam bake regions raise their heads and begin to yammer. Have you ever been to a clam bake, Patty? No, I never have. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things I would really like to do, although I'm not going to eat it. (laughs) It does look like fun. It does look like fun. There are two things having to do with the submersion of food into sand that I want to do and haven't done either one. And I've had opportunities to do one but didn't take them. I would like to go to an actual authentic luau and a clam bake. They're not high enough on my list of you know, bucket list things to even actually ever think about them except like right now. But um, we need to get Stan to do that somewhere. He's a perfect candidate to go do a a clam bake. We're going to have to suggest that to him when he calls. He's probably done it already. I wonder if there are, you know, it makes sense you could do a clam bake on the on the Gulf Coast. I mean, you've got the sand. I think we have the clams. We have them in Lake Pontchartrain. I would imagine we have clams there as well. So I'll have to ask him. Maybe he has done one in Florida. If not, he should do one while he's there. He should. Five, five, we, we just have to put it in his ear. The next thing we know, That's he will right. have done it. <laughs> he will have done it. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. And it's, it's one of those meals that the dogs could go to. You know, it's a clam That's bake. Right. You could ride out on the beach. Let's see. This, there's a lot of uh, strange things. Well, not a lot of strange things, but today uh, cream of meat, uh, not cream of meat, cream of wheat was introduced in 1893. Do you eat cream of wheat, Patty? No, I don't. Yep. That's exactly what I would say. (laughs) How about oatmeal the regular way? Yeah, I do. I eat oatmeal. You do? Mm -hmm. Okay. I eat oatmeal only one way and that's in cookies. Hmm. I can't... Oh, oh, I eat it in granola, too. My daughter, who is an incredible baker, uh, has a granola recipe that is so, it's crack. (laughs) And you can eat, like, an entire mason jar without even realizing it. And then you look up how many calories are in granola. I hate those things where they're really good for you, and then you see the calories and you realize that you've eaten like a 1,000 calories Mm -hmm. in just something that was really good and supposedly really good for you. But anyway, she has a great – so I eat it in granola, and I eat it in cookies, and that's the extent of it. But anyway, cream of wheat. Well, so if you eat if you eat oatmeal, why don't you eat cream of wheat? Well, cream of wheat is nasty. I don't. It just doesn't <laughs> taste good. And oh, so I don't tried it. You, yeah, you've tried it. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't eat oatmeal a lot. I'll eat it uh-huh. maybe once a month because it's supposed to be really good for your cholesterol. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, if you put... You can still get that in a cookie, can't yeah, you? <laughs> you can. Because if once you put butter and sugar in the oatmeal it's kind of, and raisins, it's kind of like a cookie. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's right. Why do it the gross way? All right, so go ahead. No, so yeah. I like it with stuff in it, blueberries and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just, you know, once in a while. Um, out in Los Angeles, uh, my daughter-in-law has been known to order porridge on menus i don't ever see porridge on a menu here because we're not hip or cool enough for that yeah but cream of wheat seems to me about the closest thing to porridge when i think of cream of wheat and porridge even in hip los angeles restaurants i think of oliver twist yeah (laughs) more gruel Gruel. please uh (laughs) Anyway, cream of wheat was introduced today in 1893. It was a desperate, there's a good word for it, mm-hmm. effort to save a near bankrupt flour mill in Grand Forks, North Dakota, during the financial panic of that year. Thomas Amadon, the head miller, used the middlings, the prime part of wheat grains, also called farina. I think that's an ancient grain to make a hot cereal that could be packaged dry and sold in stores. The owners of the mill sent a sample of it to their broker in New York. The broker famously responded, never mind shipping us any more of your flour, but send a car of your cream of wheat. The original logo with its cartoonish cook was used because the printer of the label found it in a pile of old printer's plates in his plant. Cream of wheat is a bigger deal elsewhere than in New Orleans, where we're more likely to fill that space on the menu with grits. Yes. Now, grits are good. Grits are really good. Grits are better the more salt and butter you put in them, but they do have a flavor at least. You like grits, Patty? I do. I like grits. And you're yeah. right, with salt and butter. But you know, I know somebody that used to put, like, syrup, like pancake syrup. In oh, yeah, yeah. Tom's mom did. Yep. Yep, she definitely did. Now, I could see another use for that grease, a pile of grits, and a little dollop of that would be good. Yeah, it would be. little little bacon grease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen somewhere this week. That's that's coming back out of the refrigerator in some preparation, for sure. I, I gave Tom some pasta yesterday with some mushrooms and cream and the pancetta. And then I ate some more of it for dinner last night. And then I didn't eat the pancetta, though, because I didn't really need it. Tom saw it on the counter last night and polished it off before I even had a chance to put it away. So the pancetta is officially gone, leaving behind only the sludge now chilled of the pancetta grease, which will find its way into something for sure. Be good in like a biscuit dough too, maybe. Oh, yeah. Five five six nine six nine six. The Edible Dictionary Word today is brought to you by Dorignex, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. According to Food and Wine magazine, that Edible Dictionary Word is Sultana. Sultana is a white seedless grape 
grown for eating rather than winemaking. It was originally developed in the Middle East, hence the name, the grape of the Sultan. When it came to this country, the fresh grapes took on the name Thompson Seedless for the man who introduced them. The word Sultana in the United States has come to mean the golden raisins made from these grapes. Ah, I didn't know that, okay. Sultanas have a subtler flavor than black raisins and so they're preferred in some dishes. They're especially well suited to bread pudding, particularly where some eaters might not like standard raisins. I don't really see a lot of raisins in bread pudding anymore. Is that, is that my imagination? I don't look for bread pudding or at bread pudding. Tom has always gotten the bread pudding, but I, I don't think that I've seen a lot of raisins in bread pudding. And I'm thinking that it's the, it's the domain of places like Mandina's, for example, which would be like an old-fashioned institution rather than the bread pudding that we had at Desi Vega's the other day, which I think the higher up the restaurant chain you go, and I don't mean chains, but higher up the restaurant ladder you go, the less likely you are to see raisins in bread pudding. Does that make sense, Patty? Yeah, I think you're right. We, we had some bread pudding at Mr. B's uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. They did not have raisins yeah, in it. Yeah, I think that the fancier places have now purged raisins from their bread pudding. Uh, it's it's more a pedestrian dessert in a place like Mandina's. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Is there anyone I haven't offended yet today, Patty? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Very true. I want to mention that we have a, a new sponsor who's an old sponsor, but a new sponsor uh, back to the food show. It is Maurice's French Pastries. If you've not been there in a while, you are overdue to go. It's a charming place on Hesmer in Metairie. It's where Jean-Luc Albin has been providing this town with some great European pastries for a very long time, but also things that we love, like Dauberge cakes. They have seven different varieties. They have the usual chocolate, the lemon, the vanilla, Irish cream, amaretto, and strawberry and caramel Dauberge cakes. They have king cakes also, specialty ones like Panchatula king cake, the Bourbon Street king cake, a General Foster king cake. But they have something that we aren't really all that used to here, Kugelhoffs, which is something that he brought from Europe. 25 different flavors of Kugelhoff and a lot of different other things, just a lot of great pastries over there. And you can sit down and watch them do their work and, you know, just kind of hang out there. It's a nice little place. It's Maurice's French Pastries. This is holiday season coming up.
If you need individual little pastries for your parties, things like uh, oyster patty shells, call them, Maurice's French Pastries. They're located at 3501 Hesmer Avenue. That phone number is 885-1526. Get those holiday orders in now. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you here on the food show. We've been doing it 33 years. We're going to be talking to Stan Meadows at 3 o'clock, at which point I'm going to charge him with the mission to have a clam bake somewhere, and he's going to say he's already done it, I'm sure. Let's see. There was something that I wanted to mention in the dictionary. Yes, a deaf dining rule number 860. Actually, that's not the one. There's another deaf dining rule that I have to flip through here. Oh, it's the old kitchen sage. The two methods for lessening the work of shucking clams are exactly the opposite of one another. Either put them into the freezer for a half hour or drop them in boiling water for 10 seconds. Either way, they give up quicker. Does anyone shuck clams? Does anyone eat clams here? If you are a clam eater and actually find them somewhere and cook them yourself, call us. I would love to hear that. 5569696. That's actually not what I was looking to say. This is uh, today in 1952. Hank Williams had the top country hit with jambalaya, which forever united that dish with crawfish pie and filet gumbo, which is not a bad combination and one found on more than a few Cajun menus. I don't know that I have seen that, actually. It's not really that easy to find jambalaya in a restaurant. Do you think so? Do you ever look for it, Patty? No, I never look for it, and, you, it, and I probably would never order it if I did see it. Yeah. I, I do sometimes order it just out of curiosity. I've never had a jambalaya in a restaurant that I like as well as the one that I make. With the exception, if Gabrielle is ever serving a jambalaya, I would recommend getting that. I remember going to a private party where she, Barry Sonier, brought jambalaya. It was the best jambalaya that I've ever had. It was a brown jambalaya, which makes sense because that's the kind of food that they do, that very Cajun food. And uh, it was it was extraordinarily good, and it was very complicated, as I recall. I asked her about the recipe, and it was one that was like, oh, forget it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll buy it I'll from just, you. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, there you go. I think Guillory's is a good place to get jambalaya, too. It's That's not really a restaurant. That's kind of a joint. but uh, And they don't usually have jambalaya unless they've had it for um, a catering order. But, but that's really good stuff, too. But I've never seen... Actually, that's not true. I've seen jambalaya and a meat pie, I think, and one other thing at Acme Oyster on a little sampler platter. And the, it wasn't bad. The jambalaya wasn't bad there, but it's not really typical that you'll see it. Have you ever been to that place in western Louisiana, um... Prejeans, yes, in Lafayette. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a cool place. It's it a really fun is. Place. Yeah, I think the last time we went was actually in 2008, as we were embarking on a trip out west to bring Jude to Los Angeles, 
and we stopped there. So it's been that's been a long time ago, and um, it was fun. I mean, it was really like a Cajun dance hall. And I don't remember the food being exceptionally good. I remember it being better the time before that that we went. So it's probably like a lot of those things where the more you, the more you take off in a direction of entertainment, maybe the food suffers. I don't know, but it's definitely a place. It's a place to go if you're a tourist for sure. You know, they're on my list to contact because they usually participate in Jazz Fest. Ah, okay. We might be talking to him soon. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I have a list by, of my own to ask you to contact, and one of these days we'll actually meet up and, and uh, <laughs> do that. But, you know, who knows when. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Anybody have anything good to eat today, as Tom always used to like to say? If you've ever had anything good to eat in your whole, whole life, call us. That's usually when I, I felt the sorriest for Tom, when he would... When he would do that, it was always funny, but I just felt, oh, wow, that's, that's probably not good. We're thinking of maybe going to Nathan's tonight in Slidell. Um, I don't know if we're going to make it there, but we do like to, from time to time, go take a little trip. And we used to do it a lot, but we haven't done it in a while. We used to mainly go out to um, Beau Rivage. But um, we haven't done that in a while. I, 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 we actually made it maybe a year ago to BR Prime and then didn't want to walk through. It was big into the beginning of COVID and the mask mandate was really big. And I thought, you know, I don't want to hike that far wearing a mask. So we turned around and we didn't go. We went someplace else. Now, the deaf dining rule today, the thickness of the meat, cheese, and dressings on a poor boy sandwich should equal or exceed that of the top layer of bread. Yeah, that makes sense. I had a sandwich yesterday that, um, that was good, but I felt guilty having a sandwich. See, that's the problem. That's what happened with that diet and my relationship with bread. Now bread is a source of guilt. And I have enough guilt in my life, I think. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, this morning I was making breakfast for Tom. You know, Tom has, Tom has always for breakfast eaten a slice of toast with jam. It required no effort on my part. And somewhere in the last, I guess, two years, I started making him a breakfast, and it was a pretty massive breakfast. And it's getting more and more massive because he'll ask for seconds, and then I'll do the whole thing over again. But what it is is just like a pile of eggs with stuff in it. And so when I bought this bread, this ciabatta, and I had the one guilty sandwich I decided I got to figure out a way to get rid of this bread. So I started heating up, toasting the ciabatta. And, and I gave that to him this morning with the eggs and, and ham. But then it was, it was good. <laughs> so I had another piece myself with some grilled ham. I got to get rid of that ciabatta before I wind up eating too much of it. Ah, the trials and tribulations here at the Coolwater Ranch. Five five six nine six nine six words to eat by today from Sean Lennon, the son of John and Yoko. 
1975. Peace is a good thing, and so is salmon when it's smoked. <laughs> okay. I don't know the correlation with that, but anyway, um, I don't even know where in the world Tom gets these things, but I do enjoy reading them. Another words to drink by today from an unknown source, drinking beer doesn't make you fat, it makes you lean against bars, tables, chairs, and poles. <laughs> I guess if you... I guess if you drink enough beer, I mean, I, in my case, I don't have to drink a lot of beer for that to be the case. I'm trying to think of, aside from college, when I was drunk a lot, uh, but that was what you did in college. Um, I almost never have been, I can, I can count the number of times I've been drunk on one hand, other than in college. And the last time, last couple of times, I think, has been um, on margaritas. Tequila is, I don't know, there's something about tequila in me, and it really, really does go to my brain. It really goes to my brain quickly, and it's, uh, it's not good. And it lasts for a long time, which is odd. But I don't usually get drunk from beer, probably because I don't drink that much beer. Are you a beer drinker, Patty? Not at all. I don't like, I've never, I've never been able to develop a taste for it. And I think anything you have to develop a taste for, you don't need. Exactly. You know? I mean, there's too many things we all, we, we already, like already have yeah. a, a taste <laughs> developed for that we do not have to go out looking for things right. for sure. Um, you're not going to be drinking any beer at Oktoberfest. I know you're going to go to Oktoberfests. Probably not. Uh, I probably won't. I just don't like it. Now, in, in Ireland, at the Guinness yes. factory, I drank that, and it yes. was really good, but it doesn't yes. taste that way here. Yeah, but you know, the, I think that, that you and I, again, are on the same page. It's like, whenever I have the option to drink a kind of beer, <laughs> I always <laughs> say, give me the one closest to water. Yeah. <laughs> and so that would be like a Coors Light or in the case, and people don't believe this, but it's true, in the case of Guinness in Ireland, yes. that is in fact true. It is. And you just can't imagine it because it's a dark beer here and a, you know, it's a lager, I think, or something. But anyway, it's, it tastes like water there and it's really good and you can drink an awful lot of it. And I know I did and I know you did too, but anyway. Um, I, I don't I don't understand the difference, but it really is a very, very big difference. Five five six nine six nine six is a number, and I have another words to eat by a hippo sandwich is easy to make. All you do is simply take one slice of bread, one slice of cake, some mayonnaise, one onion ring, one hippopotamus, one piece of string. A dash of pepper. That ought to do it. And now comes the problem biting into it. Shel Silverstein is the <laughs> author of that quote. He was a writer of children's books and an artist in Playboy magazine. And there are some really, um, um, let's see, what can you say? 
uh, controversial yeah. things that people have said about Shel Silverstein, which kind of makes you wonder about the people who have influenced your children over the years, you know? That's true. Yes, indeed. Anyway, I would say 5569696, but I'm not because it's too late to use it for this hour. We will do it again at 3.30. I would love for you, for you to call and talk about anything that you would like to talk about, particularly if you have a report on a restaurant. We're not doing much of that these days. We're not eating out any place all that interesting for obvious reasons here, but hopefully you are doing better than we are, so we'd love to hear about it. We have Stan Meadows coming up after the top of the hour, and he's always got some fun stuff to say about things he's done. I can't wait for that. It is WGSO New Orleans. You're listening to 3 o'clock. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Police in North Texas say the suspect in today's school shooting west of Dallas is under arrest. Arlington Assistant Police Chief Kevin Colby making the announcement. The good news is our suspect is in custody. Timothy Simpkins is in custody. He is currently uh, in the police station. Colby saying all three of the victims are okay, but a 15-year-old is in critical condition. The shooting happening this morning at Timberview High School in Arlington. Senate Republicans are ripping the Biden administration over the situation at the southern border. Because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris refused to enforce the law, we are seeing the highest rate of illegal immigration in 21 years. During a Capitol event, Texas Republican Ted Cruz saying ongoing surges have prompted a humanitarian disaster. And you're listening to USA Radio News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. The United States pays its bills. It's who we are. It's who we've been. It's who we're going to continue to be, God willing. That's how President Biden opened a virtual White House meeting with business leaders on Wednesday. Biden again pushing the Senate to extend the debt limit to head off an economic catastrophe on October 18th. It's a meteor headed to crash into our economy. We should all want to stop it. Stop it immediately. This shouldn't be partisan. Republicans, have argue, Republicans continue to argue Democrats control the Senate, House, and presidency and can find a way to do it alone. The WHO is signing off on a new vaccine to prevent one of the world's deadliest infectious diseases. They've endorsed the first ever vaccine for malaria, which is behind the deaths of roughly half of a million people a year. Most of those deaths are reported in sub-Saharan Africa, and many of them are among children. You're listening to USA Radio News.
Exam 4 needs to be sanitized. Mursana's MRI clinic isn't operating at max efficiency. She needs a new certified tech certifiably now. Someone's waiting in room 2 for an ACL scan. Can you handle that? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Texas authorities anticipate another migrant surge as a caravan of Haitian migrants travels to the southern border. Lieutenant Christopher Oliveras of the Texas Department of Public Safety talks about the border situation on Fox News. This crisis right now and the policies that are in place, uh, it's broken. It's a broken system, and that's now, now we're, we're starting to see that. And we've been seeing that begin, at the beginning of the year, and we're having to deal with the situation right now. He says that the federal government allowed over 12,000 Haitian migrants. Throughout the rest of the week on into the weekend, we'll be enjoying what you see out there today. Plenty of sunshine, fair weather, dry conditions, somewhat low humidity. It's warm, but tolerable, and the highs go somewhere to the mid-80s today. Drops to lows tonight, 60s. And then tomorrow, it's sunshine to partly sunny the afternoon in the mid-80s. Count on the middle to upper 80s Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Partly cloudy Friday, mostly sunny Saturday, Sunday. Dry weather through early next week. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Rico's Tires and Wheels offers quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Rico's Tires and Wheels, just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Rico's Tires and Wheels, quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Well, hey there, Stan. I'm going to ask you to hold on, Patty. I'm going to ask you to put a couple of PSAs in, and I, I have to take a break for just a minute. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. This is an important message on care for pets in hurricane areas from the Food and Drug Administration and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. A disaster like a hurricane can devastate the lives of pets as well as people, so you can expect the behavior of your pet to change. Normally quiet cats and dogs may become aggressive or defensive. Recovery may take from days to months. Here's how to help. Check your pet for injury. Be careful with your pet as it adjusts to its changed world. Downed power lines or debris may pose threats. Familiar sights, sounds, and smells may be gone. Let your pet have familiar toys and plenty of sleep. And to prevent its escape, release it only into an enclosed room or yard. If your pet was without food or water for an extended time, give it small amounts every few hours. And as soon as you can, let a veterinarian check it for dehydration. This message is brought to you by the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. All right. <laughs> you know, Stan, we were trying to decide if the show is listened to for its merit talking about food or its weird aberrations that happen every day. We, we can't decide. I, I think it's probably a perfect recipe of both. Okay. <laughs> it's what makes I like it. I'll take it. Before we get into everything that you've... 
It is, I guess. You know, it is. So before we get into what we're going to talk about today, which I hope is a lot of cool things that you've discovered in the institutions along your route, uh, we decided that we need to give you a mission. Have you been to a clam bake? Oh, I love clam bakes. They're great. Where, where have you been to clam bakes? Where have you been to? I've them? been to uh, clam bakes of all places. And the first one I went to was Cleveland, Ohio, which is what? It, <laughs> it's uh, amazing how it's one of the clam bake capitals of the United States. Because is that right? That, yeah, there were so many industrialists industrialists in Cleveland back in the day with all the steel, and then you had the Rockefellers and the Kennedys out east and in the northeast and they would come to make deals with the industrialist steel magnets in cleveland and they would bring clam bakes with them and entertain them and take their money i guess is how that works uh, well, but where doesn't a clam bake require sand doesn't it require sand now it requires a hole in the ground uh, it can be on sand it's easier with sand the best clam bake i ever been to was in alligator point florida which is in it's called the forgotten coast if you look at a map you see a big bin where the hurricanes have been battering it for years uh it's right in there and they farm clams and oysters and mussels um okay and their clam bake is clams oysters mussels they usually do a, a beer butt chicken and some potatoes and corn and you, you dig a big hole, sandy soil is better. You can't do it on the beach in Florida because you can't have a fire unless you get a permit. Uh, but, but in the backyard, uh, they still got sand, you know, right on the beach. You dig a hole, you fill it up with some pretty good-sized rocks and a bunch of wood and build a big fire on it uh, and let the fire burn for a couple hours and get those rocks real hot. And then you scrape the coals over and... In aluminum foil, you make big pouches that you put your seafood, your corn, and potatoes, and some seasoning, which I would like to use Sony's Fast usually, and some cayenne. Put it around there, put it on those rocks, and then if you got some uh, wet seaweed, if the seaweed's coming in, put some wet seaweed on top of that, or put a, a wet gunny sack, you know, like a, a corn sack or something mm -hmm. like that. You know what I'm talking about. And let yeah, it take uh -huh. a couple hours for it to cook. It's 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 compared a lot of times to like a low country boil. You know, it's something that you get together to do that takes a long time to do it, so you can party with it. And, and uh -huh. you have to have plenty of uh, toasted bread with it, mm -hmm. and butter, yeah. and all the accruements or whatever you call it. Uh, lots of beer, I would imagine, too. All right, so lots does the sand, does does anything untoward get into your pouch of of food? No, no, because you keep it's all sealed up by the time you put it in okay. there. So okay. So it doesn't get and what, what, put, Go ahead. What, what's the significance of the seaweed or the, or the burlap? Is it supposed to impart a flavor? No, it keeps the heat in. The heat see, comes okay. from the hot rocks, okay. you know, the, the, mm -hmm. just doing it on the hot rocks, and it keeps okay. the steam inside, if you will. You can bake it okay. if you do it dry uh, with with uh -huh. no moisture, or you can put a little 
Budweiser can with water in it down in it. Uh-huh. I think that's what they use, and then that'll make steam come up. And I think that's probably where the seaweed or the gunny sack comes in more important is when you're steaming it. And most of the time they do both. Uh-huh. Uh, now, is, is it good or is it the context that makes it good? It's, it's good if it's done right. And has everything with it, you know, with extra lemons and just the, the stuff that goes with it. Uh, but I think the main reason for it is the social kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was originally clam bakes were up at Martha's Vineyards uh, with uh, lobster and clams mm-hmm. and mussels and oysters to to do business deals and to entertain the elite, the Rockefellers and the Kid- uh-huh. Kennedys and uh-huh. And those people. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so Stan, are you a lobster person? Do you like lobster? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Uh, I'm, I'm not really. Yeah, I'll eat lobster, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, so overrated. Okay. I agree. Well, I, you know, I was telling Patty earlier. I think that the, and this is what my unscientific assumption, but I feel like lobster that's right out of the water up there is good it's not great it's still a little on the chewy side but i feel like the longer it's away from the water it makes the meat change its chemical um, makeup and makes it chewier with each minute that passes that it's out of the water it seems like to me anyway and so we get chewy lobster and lobster is really better to make a stock out of than to eat in my opinion I agree. I totally agree. All right. So now let's get to what you've been up to. You had some lofty plans when we last spoke. Where are you right now? Well, I came. I came back to Louisiana. I'm uh, oh. in the motorhome between <laughs> Reserve, Louisiana, <laughs> and uh, uh, around the Laplace Gonzales, uh-huh. in between Laplace and Gonzales. I've never really spent much time down here and uh-huh. i got reading about the things from the the hurricane and how this area was all damaged and hurt and everybody was out of business for a while and it's coming back now so i thought maybe come down here and spend some time and maybe you know help out with the economy and spend some money around here instead of going to central florida and do that and mm-hmm. then i remembered you talking about an Andouille Trail over here a few <laughs> months back uh, in the Rivers Parishes. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually outside the restaurant at the Poche Plantation called Crevasse. Mm. Uh, and it's the first stop on the Andouille Trail. Okay. And so I'm going to check that out. My, my worry is... There's a lot of different ways to eat andouille, and there's about 34 restaurants on this stop. Mm. And so I'm hoping I, I can get different food, you know, one gumbo with andouille and a jambalaya with andouille, and an andouille mm-hmm. corn, uh, corn dogs would be mm-hmm. the one I would prefer. Oh, that'd be good. So, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, those are, those are great. Right. Now, Stan, So that's what I'm I doing am... now. I, well, that's good because that's someone needs to do the Andouille Trail. I didn't even know that there was one, but I love that idea. Now I am an Andouille nut. I love it, love it, love it. And I find that 
they're all good, but some are really good. So what makes, in your opinion, a good undoey? What are you looking for in an undoey? Well, I'm looking for spice. Okay. Some, some, a little bit of heat to it, and I'm looking okay. for a lot of smoke with okay. it. Hickory right. smoke with it. Uh-huh. And I like it to be a little done. Not burnt, of course, but mm-hmm. cooked well. Uh, now, what's your what's your grind? You... What's your grind preference? Do you like coarser, or or um, like, or do you like chunks in there, or do you like it to be smooth? Well, that that's the difference between andouille and sausages: the chunks and the cores and stuff. But I like it not as ground up, and that's in my opinion, that's what makes it. Uh, andouille and makes it a better seasoning. Traditionally, andouille is a seasoning. Uh, and that's how it started out. And then you had your uh, chefs like Jim Richard get his grandpa to give him his recipe. And, and they've had three or four generations of some of the best andouille ever ever uh-huh. made came out of Lafayette, actually. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you see, so. Richard, I'm not familiar with Jim's families, but I'm sure it is good. I hope it's got parsley in it. That's all I can say. But, um, <laughs> but I think that like Richard's, for example, there's a, a really coarse grind to that one. Then there are chunks of lots of fat and also chunks of meat. Whereas other ones, I think, are not quite that. To me, that's the biggest, you know, coarsest grind. Although I haven't tried them all. So I want you to tell us, I want you to take notes and tell us what where the good ones are, okay? While you're on this yeah. trail. All right, and, and I think, and I, and I will, and I think the people that grind up their andouille more and make it not as coarse and chunky, they do it because they're they're trying to to make it that it would be more palatable in a po'boy, if you will, uh, or as a sandwich, you know, as a as a bratwurst uh-huh. or a hot dog, as opposed to a seasoning type of uh, of a sausage, for lack of a better word, andouille. Yeah, uh, with it. So it's going to be interesting to find out because I, I plan on eating it all kinds of ways Good. that I can Good. get it. Good, I love it. I now, it. I, I have not had Pochés. I know that Pochés is a smaller producer which has made its way here, and you see it in different places. So I would like to know: Have you had it yet there? No, Are you on I'm your way. Go okay, I'm going to go okay. there this evening. They got a little music too. Okay. Good. All right, let's take a break. We're talking to Stan Meadows. We love to talk to Stan on Wednesdays. He's always got something fun he's doing, and now he's on the Undewey Trail out in western Louisiana. You just never know where he's going to turn up. We'll be back with Stan after this. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. 
Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? All right, because it's probably a lot like the weather right here right now although it is kind of it is kind of humid again all right so um you're going to crevasse tonight i'm looking at the Andui trail first of all i didn't know there was one so i am uh intrigued by this did you know that there was an Andui trail or you just assumed there was one Stanley? i i thought that i had heard about it on the show but maybe that was the cajun food trail that you were talking about before because i had heard I of both know. of them that's, that's quite a few. Wow, you're right. I but most of these I've not heard of. Like Wayne Jacobs is supposed to be the one. I am not a fan of that on Dewey. I think it's too big. It's it's. Um, I think that there is a, to me, there is a sausage um, max in terms of circumference. And I, I, feel, I find that that one is a little bit bigger than what I you know, am up for. Now I'm looking at a picture of a place called Bailey's and it's got that big fat chunk in there like you see with Richard. So a lot of these places I haven't even heard of. So where are you, do you have particular ones that you have selected or are you just gonna kind of wander through here? Yeah, no, and I'm wandering through it, but I've selected the, the ones that I think would that are going to go okay. on to the final five. Okay. Uh, right. The Creole House Cafe in Paulina, one of the locals around here, really referred that one to me. Uh, Don's Country Store and Reserve. Uh, I'm going to pit up against Garyville General Store in Garyville and see how that one comes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Gonzo's Smokehouse is supposed to be, the that's in uh, St. Rose, I believe. That's supposed to be the big one. Uh, okay. I've got to send some to my friend in Wisconsin because they told me they liked the Andouille. They said they bought it at the Amish market, and I said, I don't think they make Andouille in Wisconsin. They just might call it that. So <laughs> we got a little bet going on with that, too. Some okay. would probably take a week or two and work oh, my wow. way up and down here with okay. it and kind of immerse myself in the culture. I've, I never really spent a lot of time down down the bayou, as they call it here. So, uh huh. Okay. We just see how that goes. I'm looking forward to it. As okay, long now, as Franco doesn't get bit by an alligator, we'll be all right. <laughs> yes, let's hope not. Uh, Gonzo Smokehouse. I'm looking at that one. I did not know that that was. Um, well, I, I don't. I don't know that they are on Dewey. I think they're like a barbecue smokehouse because they actually something that you're familiar with stan winning competitions they had a um in the uh, in the poor boy festival i guess like two weeks i mean two years ago uh gonzo um won this really they had a delicious delicious uh, smoked brisket. So um, I'm very curious about that place. I'm glad you're going there. And um, but there's another one in here. Veron's. Are you going to Veron's? Yes, I am. I made the okay. list too. I I started on this list yesterday afternoon, so I'm still not worked all the way through it. But I remember the okay. name that got they got thrown in there. 
because Veron's has a product that they sell in supermarkets. And a lot of these are restaurants, too, like Petra is, um, yeah, that is uh, the brother of the guy who owns Maple Street Cafe. And I don't know why they're on the list. I don't know if they are doing an undoey or something. I can't imagine that. But I think this is a lot of, um, Frenier's Landing is a restaurant in Laplace, too. So there are restaurants in here that are less known for their undoey than, yeah. I guess, just being restaurants. So, like you know, Truck, truck Farm Tavern. Yes, like truck yes. Truck Farm Tavern there. Mm-hmm. And it was no Have different you been from there? the Tamale Grill. Now that's on the list yeah. in St. Rose. Uh, uh-huh. But that's okay. no different from the Tamale Grill because the, the Tamale restaurants I went to, you know, like those, those uh-huh. place, eat place, they're mainly yeah. a steak joint with tamales, uh-huh. you know, so. Okay, okay. So very similar. The, the little crevasse restaurant that you're going to tonight looks cute. It looks very cute. All right, so I guess Poche Plantation, so it's probably not Poche's the andouille or the sausage. It's probably, or maybe it is. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what, what Stan comes back with after all of this. So you did you just get here, or did you spend any more time in Florida since we talked? I, You know, I, I did just get here, I guess it was yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I, I went okay. to Appalachia at that Fort uh, Front Porch Festival, where everybody's front porch turned into stage oh, yeah, and yeah. around. That was great. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I stopped and stayed in Pensacola for a minute. I, I don't know if you heard of Joe Patty's Seafood or not. It's a, a seafood uh, wholesaler and retailer that's, that's been selling dead fish for 100 years, over 100 years. And yeah. his great-granddaughter, I guess, Alice, opened up a restaurant called Alice's Restaurant of all mm-hmm. things, in Pensacola. And mm-hmm. it's just been getting rave reviews, so I wanted to stop by uh, and eat. They had some of the best French onion soup I've ever eaten, and I'm going to do that run one day and check out everybody's French onion soup. Uh, mm, but they make okay. this black garlic gnocchi meatballs, and I didn't know a lot about black garlic, but I spoke with the chef about it, and they they use a, a a system, I guess you'd call it, of heat and humidity in garlic bulbs. And anywhere from 15 days to four months, they age the garlic, depending on what they want to get out of it. Uh, and it, it turns black, and then they process it, uh, and it loses all of its garlic taste. What what I tasted was it was more caramel taste. Uh, uh-huh. hmm. uh, with the gnocchis and then with meatballs, it was a wonderful dish. Huh. And then a bread, a bread pudding souffle, which was awesome. Uh, wow, so sounds I, pretty gourmet. Yeah, and it, it for me it is. Trust me, it wasn't no andouille corn dog. Um, <laughs> but that's in downtown Pensacola, which is a coming back area. It looks like looks like they might they may end up having a, a food scene there one day. They're starting to build a few breweries. Uh-huh. I hope they don't infatuate it with that. Uh-huh. Uh, so then I came back through Pascagoula and remembered Bozo's uh, Market. And re- they got a little restaurant. They built, actually, they built onto it. But a uh, seafood market and a restaurant. And I stopped there and got a, a po'boy roast beef, which is one of the best I've ever had, except they really? put lettuce on it. Yeah, but they put lettuce on it. Oh, I 
like um, that? What's wrong with that? Lettuce, tomatoes, pickle? No? Okay. It's not, oh. it's not cabbage. Oh, That's okay. okay. <laughs> so a roast but, beef poor boy has to have cabbage on it. Now, you see, I don't know that I've had that. I don't know that I've had that. Where is that? How Trinas does Trinas have a roast beef poor boy at lunch or anything? Oh, all, all poor boys should have cabbage on it. Uh, okay. Trinas, all all poor boys at Trinas has cabbage. Pinky Fish Camp has really? cabbage. Huh. Oh yeah, okay. it holds up better. Okay, it doesn't right. get soggy on the roast beef. Uh huh. Okay. Well, that's good to know. All right, so so you did wind up looking for these joints along the way. I thought you were heading east and south down to Naples, but instead you came west. So after we talked, how long did you hang around Florida doing this trip of finding cool restaurants that have been around for a while? I guess Except- I left there I guess I left there Sunday. So Mondays, whenever I went through Mobile, and Tuesdays when I went to Pascagoula, and Wednesday, Tuesday nights when I got here, actually last night, I guess I went to Pascagoula yesterday. Oh so, wow! Well, that's it's a pretty good piece, I guess. Yeah, and, and I had to stop by uh, Grayton Beach, Florida. There's a fundraiser. Somebody needed some raise some funds, I guess, for somebody. So I stopped for those. Those are always fun. Uh-huh. Uh, at, at Grayton Seafood. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Grayton is an underrated place. I like Grayton. I haven't been there in a long time, but it was kind of remote the last time I was there. I would imagine it's not now, huh? It is crazy busy. It is. Uh, right now, it's, I lived there 25 years, and it's it's like summertime right now as it was 10 years uh, ago. Really? It was dead 10 years uh-huh. ago there, and I guess it's, it's good for the economy, but that's always when the locals wanted to reclaim their beaches, you know, because yeah. it is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful uh, place. Hmm. So, well, how we'll far how how, that... f- how far past everything is great? And it's like on the outer edges, huh? It's 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 far, isn't it? Well, uh, when you get to Destin, Florida, yeah, uh, the beaches of South Walton is what it, that area is called, Santa Rosa Beach. It's about 20 miles east, and then the Highway 38 comes down on the beach road, and Grayton Beach is about in the middle of that. It's, it's okay. about five miles west of Seaside and mm, Rosemary okay. Beach. And... Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. So it's not as far yeah. as I thought. All right. We're going to come back with Stan. Got a few more minutes, Stan. I want to wind up, but I don't want to throw you out right now. So I, we're going to take do. a break. I do. Okay. News is here now from the Louisiana Radio Network. It's 3.30. We'll be back with more with Stan Meadows and his adventures. Louisiana Radio Network News. I'm Kevin Gallagher. More health care workers in Louisiana choose to battle COVID-19 vaccine mandates by their employers. Here's Dave Brannon. Attorney Jimmy Faircloth is representing the plaintiffs who work at Oxner LSU facilities in Shreveport and Monroe. They do not believe they should be vaccinated as a condition of employment. He says two lawsuits filed today seek to enforce the affirmative right to refuse medical treatment under the state's constitution and the Louisiana Informed Consent Statute. 
The legal actions seek a temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction to enjoin the vaccine mandate by Oxner. They're opposed to being told they're going to be disciplined if they don't get vaccinated. So it's really about the, the question of who decides. I'm Dave Brannon. Parents of special needs students are generally in favor of a new state law that takes effect next summer, mandating cameras in special education classrooms if a parent asks for one. Many asked say they worry about their child being abused at school and believe the added layer of transparency can only be a good thing. This is news on LRN. The average person unknowingly consumes a pound of insects per year. The chlorine in the pool doesn't make your eyes red. The urine does. You are always within six feet of a spider. Some things you just don't want to know. Other things you really should. Like that Vantage Health Plan is an option for anyone who lives or works in Louisiana. Call today and find out how Vantage can keep you covered with cost-effective, comprehensive health care. Call 888-823-1910 and talk to a fellow Louisianan about what Vantage can do for you. Unlock the code and play Unlock It from the lottery. Win up to five times. Win up to $30,000. Stop at your favorite lottery retailer and pick up Unlock It today for your chance to win up to $30,000. The biggest game of the season is here. Play Saints Game Ready from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Visit any lottery retailer and ask for Saints Game Ready for your chance to win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, indeed. I think everyone likes a Gershwin tune. Stan, guess who just came out here to visit me? My, my version of LW, my big shepherd, my puppy. I call him a puppy. He's 100 pounds. <laughs> uh, you're, how, how big is LW? LW is uh, at his fighting weight, 53 pounds. Okay, yeah. So this is like a really big guy. He's like a grizzly bear. But anyway, he just came out to visit. And I was thinking about your guys when he came out here. I figured I'd mention that because we're both doggy lovers. All right, so you did, in fact, do what you were saying, that you were going to look around for some old institution-like places. Although Alice's Restaurant sounds like it's a brand-new gourmet place, right? It is, and, and the the restaurant itself is, and the facility shows it. It's very nice. It's like a got a separate bar area and a restaurant area, and a very high in service, excellent service actually. But I think the recipes and the concept of the food is is very old. It goes back to the Joe Patty uh, seafood store days. Mm-hmm. Is kind Except of because he's. That's big known around there, so I believe that's how that's how it seemed to me. Uh huh. 
Well, now, when you were talking about the black garlic, I have heard of black garlic. Is that something that is um, commonly known as a, is a technique for taking garlic and making it something different? I really don't know how it came about. I guess that maybe some chef was working in a restaurant that wasn't too busy, so they had time to play with garlic. I really <laughs> don't know the history of it. It probably isn't something I'd be interested in in looking further into. I didn't see a whole lot of it. There was no garlic taste. Like I said, it tastes like yeah. caramel. Uh-huh. Uh, well, but I, I love gnocchi and the when you get it, when you cook it enough, caramelizes, don't you think? It, it be, has that sweet caramelization to it. No? I, I, I couldn't hear you. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Oh, I said, I think any vegetable, when you, when you cook it long enough, becomes sort of a caramel taste. I mean, the sweetness of whatever it is, the natural sugars come out. Don't you think that's true of most things? Exactly, and I guess that this does it whenever it's aged because that is a cooking process. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this this was more uh, profound caramel uh-huh. than you'd get out of a <laughs> wild asparagus from Wisconsin. <laughs> well, I'm not an ex- I'm not an asparagus eater to begin with, but I think those asparagus look pretty good. All right, so where else did you go? Any place else? Or you didn't have didn't seem like you had a lot of now, time. I, I yeah. stopped by those places. I actually stopped and picked up a bag of beignets uh, from Stinky Fish Camp uh, <laughs> on my way out. I went in; they wasn't open yet, but the the fry cook made them for me. He already had the fryer on. So uh-huh. okay. All right. Well, as always, Stan, I love your adventures. We live them vicariously through you. I look forward next week to you reporting on your Undewey Trail. And um, and I really am interested almost as much as the tamales because Undewey is, if I had to say, my favorite sausage by far. Um, I didn't realize it was about the spices. I really thought it was more like a combination of the spice and the grind, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear what you said about it. So take notes, and I want to know which is the good andouille that I have to try. All right, oh, I'm really interested will. in I'm, Gonzo's. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, too, because it's a, it's a day, day trip for the for your listeners to come yes. out here and do this andouille trail, yes. and they... You know, driving through this area and seeing the damage that, that they have to deal with, they they need some people coming down here and spending some money okay. buying and doing so. All okay. righty. Well, I'll talk I to you next it. week. All right. Take care. Bye-bye, Stan. Thank you. Always fun to talk to Stan. I love his adventures, and I'm looking forward to hearing about the Undewey, for sure. Um, have you ever been to Truck Farm Tavern, Patty? Do you know about Truck Farm Tavern? No, I don't. Where is it? It's a cool place. It started out, I don't know, I guess the first I heard of it was maybe six years ago. It's a little cottage in St. Rose on the other, like right on the other side of the line to St. Rose. Like if you were to go on the River Road, I think it's the River Road. If you were to go on the River Road and head west, you would pass Truck Farm Tavern. You would also pass Wayne Jacobs Smokehouse, which, have you ever been there? 
No. That's kind of a that's kind of a mecca for the undoey people. And and Wayne Jacobs is supposed to be the best undoey. I I I'm not a fan. I think it's a little too smoky for my taste and it's also way too big. But um but I'm very curious about the Gonzo Smokehouse. Patty, I know that you are riveted by these kinds of reports, so I'm going to interject here that the wasps <laughs> have diminished. Oh, no. In, Where'd they go? Well, they're out. I think they're out enjoying the weather. But the, the congregation of them is smaller. However, it is still large enough to stop a lizard in its tracks. <laughs> so the lizard was climbing up the pole... And he got close enough to it and was like, whoa. And he just yeah, was, not for me. had that same stare that the poor hummingbird did. And now he turned around and is heading back down the pole because he decided not to mess with them either. Smart move. Yes, but they're, but they're out. And I don't know why they're out. There's just a small number of them, but still enough to intimidate the lizard. I am going to be watching this, whether you like it or not, folks. I'm going to be watching this <laughs> the entire time we move into the fall because I want to know if the guy who came to spray for the ants, um, I want to know, I want to follow what he said. He said they're only going to be alive a short period and then as we get into the cooler weather, you will see them leave after the queen takes over, which is kind of, you know, fascinating to watch the evolution of all this. Anyway, uh, so we were talking about Andui. Yes. Uh, if you go to uh, west to, um, it's not, it's, it's, Wayne Jacobs is in Laplace technically. But there's a point where you have to come up on to Highway 61 and I think it is I, I can't really decide to tell you if it's before or after that if you're heading west but anyway truck form tavern is really not very far past the airport and it's 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 a cute little place to go it started out as um it was like a a chef that had a PR person I'm trying to remember who it was but it was kind of a hip place and then it sort of changed into more of like a local neighborhood place. I think that person sold it. I don't think it's the same people. But it's a very cute place. There's barbecue on the menu, and it's just a casual environment. And it's definitely, you know, if you're in Kenner and want a little adventure, it's, uh, it's a place to go for sure. I think it's, it's cute. So um, I'm intrigued by the places that are on that Undewey Trail because, like I said, some of them are straight-ahead restaurants. Have you been to Frenier's Landing, Patty? No, but it's on my list of places mine to too. go. Yeah, mine I've too. I've seen it, and, and, and we actually drove up there about a week or two before the storm. It, it uh, was clo it, I think that they were closing, or we just wanted to go see where it was. Uh -huh. And um, it looks like a really neat place. And it's yeah, right it there is. on the water. I love places on the water. Me too. Me too. And it's on my list ever since Allie called the show and raved about it. And she gets out a lot. So, you know, it was really, it was a, a, um, a report to take under advisement. And so I've been looking to get there. And we could have actually gone. I would say we could have gone. Uh, there instead of Middendorf's the other day, but I didn't know that Tom wanted to go that far. And also, I don't know how they did in the store. Yeah, because, I don't either. Because I kind of worry about that. But I do want to go to Frenier's Landing at some point and check it out. It, it sounds like a cool place to go. 
556-9696 is the number. I am also interested in hearing about Veron's sausage. Have you ever had that one? Nope, I haven't. It's at the store, and I always wonder about it. I, I might have tried it. I don't think it made that much of an impression on me, but I am I'm curious. Okay, let's go to Mike. Hi, Mike. Well, hello, uh, Miss Marianne. How are you today? I'm hey, good. Patty. How about you? Oh, we're for an old uh, F-A-R-T. I'm, we're hanging in there, my wife and I. Anyways, uh, I hate to, I, you know, I really feel kind of bad about interjecting a mundane question amongst, amongst, amidst all of this talk about uh, wasps and hummingbirds. Did I hear hummingbird? <laughs> it seems real. I thought maybe I had missed out and got the, uh, I don't know, you mean, I don't know if you remember Marlon Perkins' Animal Kingdom. I, I didn't, you know. <laughs> But anyway, you know, uh, it's funny you talk about that truck bar in the tavern. We keep saying we're going to check it out, and I don't even—I don't even remember how we heard about it. But uh, anyway, so the reason I called—if you, you, and being in the in the know on the food scene, what's the situation with New Orleans uh, hamburger and seafood? Is there a situation? What what situation well, are you I, referring I don't to? to? I don't. I, all I know is that uh, post Ida. None of them are open, you know. We, we, you know, it's, and I know you don't delve into. Uh, I don't. I don't put them in the fast food category. I think kind of a special niche. Uh, and it's a fact, fast casual, place, isn't it? They don't do. They don't have tables. Fast yeah. casual, but but even like in the on the, we we love we love we love. It's good. We, I think it's go good. Away. It's very good. Yeah, but a couple mm-hmm. places like uh, the, well, we live near the one in Harvey here, but uh-huh. the one the main one on St. Charles Avenue has uh, Lord's. Uh, full service area, you know. So we've been there too, and, uh-huh. and it's, it's just—I think it's just uh, the, the, whoever. I know most of that's probably commissary food, but uh, they really—I think do a great job. And, and, and they have a, one thing I would apply to them is they're consistent. But yes. anyway, uh, from <laughs> way back when they first started, they had, their original place was on Veterans, and they had two of them uh-huh. on Veterans, mm-hmm. and they put one on Causeway Boulevard. Uh, I'm sorry. Is it Clearview? Clearview Parkway. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, they, they I used to always ask, "When are you going to put one on the West Bank?" But and I think the word was never, you know. But lo and behold, and the original owner, I think, was a guy by the name of Grimion. It was, it was good from day one. Uh, but the guy that owns it now, I believe, lives in Ohio, and he no, uh, he doesn't. He lives in Idaho. Oh, it's Ida. Now you see mm-hmm. how it gets. Oh, okay, so you. Okay, well, anyway, but and, I, so, and I'm typing an email to him right now. So, what's your question? Well, my question is, when in the hell are they going to open the one, at least the one on Manhattan Boulevard or St. Charles Avenue? Okay. I, really, uh, it, let me just ask you. I don't. I don't. He probably wouldn't want his name known, but uh, it's a four letter. His last name, I think, is four letters. Begins with an L. And that's, the the anyway, guy who I, owns it? The guy who owns it? I, that's my understanding. I could no, be it's not, that's not who it is. All right, so go ahead. No. So you just want to know if they're, what their status is? Yeah, yeah. and again, at, at the risk of starting something, uh, uh, we go very often to the one here in Harvey. And uh, the lady that kind of, she's like the senior runs the whole show there I, and uh we were talking and then when when there was talk of the uh, so a while back do you remember when when they were talking about 
having another lockdown. I mean, it's been some time since. But, uh, well, there was a time when there was some consideration given to having another lockdown in in this area, particularly in the city. And this lady told me that uh, if if, if she, they would probably just shut down, he wouldn't he wouldn't go through all that again. No, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I, I just sent him an email. I will have no, an no. update I'm, maybe I before the show's help. over. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, I said I'll well, I'll have I'll have a uh, an update maybe before the show is over, but well, certainly well, tomorrow be, for sure. That'll be that'll be great. And if you could maybe okay. make a suggestion, they would put a recording because I've tried every one of them. Uh, you know, the uh, calling the, there's no answer, or either there's a fast busy. Uh, or on the when you Google the, the locations, a couple of them have temporarily closed. I don't know if that damage is an issue or the hurricane and all, but but anyway, you'll find out. I'm sure, and I appreciate that. Okay, appreciate I will it. do it. Another I'm, thing, I'm another on place it. on the West Bank. And quickly, I'll add a place on the West Bank that I'm sure you've heard of, and it's very it's all been confused. I can tell you some humorous stories about it. It's New Orleans food and spirits, and of course, you got one. Yeah, over what about East it? I just say it's right here near my house. We could probably walk to it if we wanted to, but it's a great. That's place. a terrific place. Do you not go there? Do you not we go there? Because that's a great place. Absolutely, we go there. Yeah, and in fact, okay. I will. I just the other day for the, all the times we've gone there, I tried the muffalata, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not died crazy about them. They didn't even ask if I wanted warm or cold. Or they served it hot, but it. I tell you, it's it's. It's as good a buffalo as I've ever had. I'll tell you that. And it's I really, think that place is really good. It's really good. We were there last night. Did they have char-grilled oysters the last time you were there? Because they said they haven't no, had them since Ida. No, they have not, no, they yeah. have not got the oysters back yet. They got they got the crab cakes back, I think. Now, you say you didn't go to, you probably went to the one in Metairie, I would imagine, or Bucktown. No, we went to the one on the North Shore, and um, and oh. they don't do the same thing. They So there might be oysters someplace else, but over here they... They tend to not have oysters as much as they do have oysters. So maybe well, in New Orleans well, it's different. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure the one on, on, on I think on the North Shore Covington area is really nice. But we the original one was I think right here the guy I think his name was Bajoran or something a real good Cajun guy, uh, and it was only open like two or three days a week, and it was it was almost impossible to get in the place. But anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, I think, a wonderful place, and, and uh, I think maybe... Yeah. Uh, I, anyway, look, thank you He's so much. He's a good restaurateur. All right, take care. Take, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we will see. Maybe we should have him on uh, to tell us what's going on. We'll see. I'll see what he says in the email, and then I'll invite him on the show uh, if he wants to give a report. But I can't imagine that um, that that is going to go away because that is a long time New Orleans entrepreneurial family. They owned Shoe Town, if you remember, back in the day. And, um, and they moved to Idaho. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what disaster did that. Um, I, I, they haven't been there since Katrina, I know that, but they moved to Idaho at some point, and something had them go there, and he's been coming here to do business, you know, a couple times a month, so he's very much 
very much involved in business here. I would be surprised to hear if they were pulling up shop, but we'll see. We'll see. I just sent him an email and I, uh, he's always good about responding and we will find out the answer to that question. Five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you. Food in science. You know the tendrils of liquid that climb up the side of your wine glass or brandy snifter are called legs. But Johan, oh, we forgot. I forgot the break. I'm sorry. Well, let's go ahead and we'll we'll do the break and we'll come back after these messages. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. This is a fascinating thing uh, to me, this legs business. Have you heard of this before, Patty, the the tendrils on your glass, uh, your the condensation on your glass of wine? Yeah, it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to look cool if you do that, if you look at it, you know. <laughs> oh, is that right? I don't, yeah. I don't. I'll, if it tastes good to me, I don't care s- if it has legs or not. It's like Tom used to always say, if it tastes good, it is good. <laughs> All right, so the tendrils of liquid that climb up the side of your wine glass or brandy snifter are called legs. But Johann Andreas von Segner, a German physicist who was born this weekend in 1704, called the effect a meniscus caused by the surface tension in the liquid. Surface tension allows a bug to walk on water or for little beads of water to roll across the surface of a bowl of water when dribbled. It can force many liquids to climb solid barriers. Far up, in the case of some of our alcoholic beverages, the length of the legs in wine has no meaning in terms of quality. I guess you have to really be into stuff to consider these things, to ponder these things. This this goes back to that how observant you are. I mean, and I've learned, Patty, that I'm not nearly <laughs> as observant as I thought. And so I can't even imagine noticing the uh, legs on a, a wine glass, but I don't drink that many wine glasses. I get annoyed when there's um, when there's dribbling from my uh, condensation on my iced tea glass but I don't ever pay attention <laughs> to to uh, things like a wine glass oh you know Tom mentions Bobby Flay in uh, his almanac uh-huh. over the weekend today uh, in, in on Saturday will be his birthday of 1964 
He calls him an abrasive television chef, <laughs> restaurateur, and grilling specialist. He does. This is why Tom doesn't like him. He doesn't understand or like New Orleans food. So uh, I'm surprised that he even made the almanac, except maybe to take a swipe at him. But it would be almost, I mean, I would love to get uh, Jada on the show, but I would, it would seem almost a slap in Tom's face to have his arch enemy, Bobby Flay, <laughs> on his food show. And the only reason he's an arch enemy is that he, he doesn't get New Orleans and the reputation it has for food. And Tom takes that sort of thing very, very personally. Very personally. Hmm. I don't understand why. It's not like he's, you know, um, it's not like he invented the cuisine or anything. <laughs> but he is very, very um, protective, I should say, of, um, you know, of his native New Orleans reputation uh, have say. you ever seen the show he does beat bobby flay where somebody challenges him yeah to you something? know what i i don't like i said i don't and i felt a little bad yesterday not knowing anything about kevin belton's show um because i just don't i mean i didn't ever i've never seen an episode of julia child i've never seen an episode of um the frugal or the galloping gourmet or any mm -hmm. of those i mean those were different kinds of shows though yeah than, than the food network i mean pbs has a distinct look to it and feel to it and i don't know kevin belton though it will be interesting to see kevin's show because kevin is not no he's not that pompous thing you know so it would be kind of interesting to see how he comes across on a PBS show, but Food Network is just, I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. Well, Bob, they had a Beat Bobby Flay where they had a chef from New Orleans that challenged him to mm -hmm. cooking, and I don't remember what it was because it was a long time ago, but uh -huh. it was a New Orleans dish, and mm -hmm. um, the whole time he was cooking, he was talking about how good the food was, so maybe he might have changed a little bit mm. toward mm -hmm. New Orleans food. Well, who won? Bobby Flay. No, the New Orleans chef won. Oh, did he really? Yes, he okay. did. He beat huh. Bobby Flay. Yeah, I think that, I think the, uh, I mean, it's so, it's so contrived. It's so dramatic. You know, all of these shows. I just, it's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to waste a half hour. And, and I'm sorry. I, I know that there are lots of people who really dig it. And it's harmless enough, for sure. I mean, it's definitely better than the Kardashians, for oh, example. God, yeah. You know? Um, but but I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'd much rather, you know, drool over a Hallmark movie or something. <laughs> if I'm going to sit in front of the television wasting time, I'm going to do something like that. All right, that's it for the show for today. It is the 75th anniversary of WGSO. I want to invite you, like it's my party or something, to the 75th anniversary party. It is October 13th. That's a Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Crew of Tuck's Den at 4400 Washington Avenue. It starts at 6. It's free. It's open to the public. It is required for you to present your vax card or your negative covid test 72 hours before but it is going to be a fun time it's uh, music at seven o'clock from the buku groove that is october 13th 
And it is the kind of winding down the 75 for 75 campaign, which you can make a donation by going to the website, WGSO.com, and click the yellow button that says Donate. It is a 501c3 nonprofit now, so your your donation will be tax-deductible. WGSO has been operating for 75 years as the community voice of the Crescent City, as the only locally owned news talk station. And uh, now we would love for you to participate in the 75 for 75 campaign. There will be an auction the night of the party and a good time will be had by all. So happy anniversary to WGSO. We have our own platforms here on the food show. It is nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That's where you'll see Tom's 50-year body of work, all the extinct restaurants, all of the reviews of restaurants, the list of all the open restaurants in town. It's where you can get the podcast if you missed a part of the show. It's where you will find Dining Diaries, the Almanac, and just tons of things. I get a lot of links to our own websites. That's nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We'd love for you to sign up for the newsletter. It comes out twice a week, or it did, but it will again soon. We also have our um, Instagram page, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love for you to follow us there. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. Please tell a friend about the show on the same time every weekday. And that's it for us, uh, WGSO New Orleans. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. It is 4 o'clock. We will be back tomorrow at the same time with Nicole Dorignac.